Good evening, motivators. What's happening? It's Dr. Drill's Making Motivation Podcast. <clears throat> Been a strange day. I believe that today is the 23rd of March 2020. We got the friggin' Corone Ranger. The Roan Ranger. Damn veritable plague pandemic in the damn streets here across the world. Try everybody's trying to make sense of this shit. It's been a strange day, okay? All day it rained and it was supposed to snow this morning. Did a little bit of a mix perhaps. I had a bunch of patients that wanted to see me this morning. And of course, as previously discussed ad nauseum. There are restrictions. Governor Wolf of Pennsylvania there, along with all the other, along with most of the other governors, particularly along the East Coast, have declared, uh, you know, states of emergency and only uh, life-supporting businesses will remain open. And tonight at 8 p.m., it's always something else. There's another deadline, more information, disclosing what exactly is happening with the coronavirus. Where is it spreading? How many, where's our testing at? Which it's improving. Our capability of testing um, people. A friend of mine shared that they have a... Okay. A friend of mine shared that they have a fucking drive-through testing location in Doylestown. So that's cool. You can just pull in with your car, make an appointment, and then pull in. They'll test you right in the car. They have some sort of digital thermometer they point at right between the eyes, like the Terminator. And then they have, um, you know, presumably, some sort of, they'll do a nasal swab. They go right into your nasal, nasopharynx, in case you're not an expert on this material already. The uh, nasopharynx, if you take your finger and you pick your nose real good if you went really deep in the back to the point where it's really in a similar location just just above your mouth like the back of your throat there's actually a connection between the naso and the oropharynx that's why if you hockaloogie significantly enough it'll come up through your nose and and out in your mouth pretty disgusting but less especially these days now imagine a, a countless uh, coronaviruses look like little fuzzballs stuck in your nasopharynx. That would suck. Even um, anyway, they take a uh, like a long Q-tip, they stick it in your nasopharynx, they swab that, they take that sample, and then they get back to you. Off you go, feeling violated, feeling like you got a sore throat and some sort of loogies in the back of your throat. Um, because you just got swabbed there. And they take that and they run what's called a PCR, which stands for um, polymerase chain reaction. This is a genetic test. They take some of the genetic material and match it, try to see if what you have is, in fact, the infamous COVID-19. When I say infamous, I think about the movie we watched on Saturday night, maybe Friday night, The Three Amigos. The infamous El Huapo. Right? He's more than famous. 
So the infamous COVID-19, the CV, Charlie Victor, freaking Corona Ranger. So uh, they have the testing. Testing's improving. That's a positive. Treatment. You got more stuff every day talking about. Uh, I saw something positive. Trying to find the, the light at the end of the tunnel here. Tunnel's fucking dark. Saw some good news about respirators. They normally got one respirator. They found a way to basically hack this device and make a bunch of respirators out of one. They can make multiple out of one using uh, some sort of fittings or whatever. I saw that, as mentioned previously, we got 3D printing of this adapter to for the um, respirator. Honestly, I've never seen one of these devices. I'm sure I have been in a hospital where somebody was on a respirator, but, you know, too stressful and chaotic an environment to really know what one looks like offhand. I'm not a medic. But it's a ventilator. Helps people fucking breathe, right? So if you can 3D 3D print at a, anything, basically, out of plastic, we've been saying that forever, right? We can take any any design... There's a 3D scanner. You can scan a fucking your penis if you wanted to and make it out of uh, almost any material. Typically, it's plastic, so easily 3D print out of plastic. But you can also probably just make a freaking clone the uh, penile cell lines, the spongy cells of the corpora cavernosa, and the corpus spongiosum, and just fucking 3D print the damn penis. So let's 3D print these respirator adapters, the fittings, or whatever. That's good. Also hear a lot of uh, muttering and uh, some optimism about potential uh, medications that are going to be used, existing medications that we're trying to repurpose to treat the coronavirus. So there's multiple coronavirus, many of many kinds of them, and just a little bit of a mutation can create a new strain that is very difficult for us to treat. You know, it's on this one is in particular, it's foreign to us. We don't, we haven't come in contact with it, so we don't have that herd immunity going. Uh, this is a really shitty way for the anti vaxxers to figure out that they didn't know what the fuck they're talking about a global pandemic. Every one of those motherfuckers be waiting in line to get their, uh, inoculations, believe that shit. But there is some positive news. There's also some negative news, which is essentially that this thing is spreading, and as the testing gets up and running, of course we're going to have a boost in the number of people that we can see are affected. And it seems like this has been circulating actually for quite some time, but as the numbers rise... The panics, you know, every time the president or a public health official says something, people run out and they raid the, the stores. And, I mean, I've even found myself becoming a little bit concerned about, like, all right, when would we like to go out to the store? Because we certainly don't want to be standing in some bread line or uh, some bullshit like that where you can only get so many people in the store at once, so people are in there and when people are in close proximity they get testy and they get it's just you can feel the energy is not good people don't want to be around other people and that's an unfortunate thing 
because to be sociable, to be interacting with people is typically a very positive thing. Now, there's so many of us on this earth now, which is part of the problem, I believe. Um, so many human beings inhabiting the earth, and we're cutting down ecosystems, and like in the rainforest and elsewhere, and climate change. I read something ominous the other day about how as the permafrosts thaw and we, you know, tear down vegetation and stuff and and we drive out some of these animals that live there, animals of all types, and we run the risk of exposing ourselves to something, to more and more of these types of critters. So it's almost like Holy shit, man. All of the frickin' chickens are coming to roost. Whatever the fuck that means. I never, I don't really understand what that phrase means when your chickens are coming home to roost. I'll have to look that up. I'm just being honest. I don't know what that means. So, we're starting to hang our heads a little bit. People out there. We're not feeling good about about our country, about the world. You know, we've got people who are casting the blame on China, which is what is this? Which is where this has come from. China is, in fact, where this originated. And I mentioned before this wet market, whatever the fuck that is got pang, pangolins and stuff that they keep over there. They, I don't know what the hell they do. They, pangolins like an anteater as far as I know. Cute little critters. And they fucking, they're up to no good cutting those creatures up. And then maybe it came from a bat to a pangolin. What the hell are you people doing over there? But we do like our cuisine. We do like eating various plants and animals and making nice dishes of them. We consume things. You know, we're creatures just like everything else. Shouldn't be held to too much of a higher standard other than the fact that we are um, we are a very dominant species in terms of our footprint on the planet. And so there we are. I'm wondering if I'm live right now because I think my buddy Rosie just tried to click in. I've been meaning to reach out to him. Um really like to get some some guests on this fucking podcast so we can shoot the shit and see what he's got to say. Three amigos are eating at the Mexican village for the first time. All the old ladies have made them. <laughs> either either he's listening to the podcast as I'm speaking it, and I haven't uploaded this yet, or he is on my wavelength about the three amigos. He does live in the southwest. We'll see. I'm going to reach out to him. Um... And I might have mentioned that on a previous podcast. So, what the hell was I talking about? So, yeah, we are a dominant species on this planet. We've got a large uh, footprint. We like to grow. We like to, to consume things. And we think it's all about us. We've thought that for quite some time. And periodically, across the years, the decades, the centuries, something bad has happened like this. Like, fucking... Volcanoes blocking out the sun with with ash, pandemics, 
plagues, shit like that. I guess a pandemic and a plague are the same thing. So now here we are with all of our cell phones and all of our shiny gadgetry and all of our science and technology and all of our shopping trips and all of our vacations and we're sitting smack dab in the middle of a America's on the on the doorstep of what Europe and Asia have just experienced then it's not the end of the world but it sure as hell going to change the way it's going to hurt a lot of people in a lot of ways and uh, it's beyond the scope of this particular podcast to uh, cover all those but you know what I'm saying you know medically morbidity and mortality speaking uh economically going to ruin a lot of people going to change a lot of lives our habits the way we regard one another our social uh, involvement and we'll always fall back to our comfort zone once the smoke clears and everybody will be out throwing a party literally and drinking beer and doing keg stands and eating takeout food because this is kind of what we do we don't we would never want anything to take us off our game or have to change the way we live we're going to force the way we're, and hopefully, and there's a lot of people that are like this. I think that they're just not sufficiently intelligent, or they just don't care. But they they wouldn't want to change. They wouldn't even after something like this. I hope I'm wrong. I think a lot of people are going to be like, "Oh my God, thank goodness, I can, you know, pay my mortgage and pay my car note and go out to eat with the family and go on that vacation and you know retire someday." people are going to be so elated that the smoke has cleared that they're just going to be doubling down on capitalism and and all that that entails and I'll be right there with them but I think a lot of people have learned a lesson as well I'm optimistic that you know we need to shore up our infrastructure in the United States not that anybody could ever be prepared for this sort of thing entirely but we have to find ways to be really be prepared and be prepared to sacrifice more than anything. Also have the gear on hand so that our nurses and doctors have fucking face masks and uh, gloves and shit. Because that's just a travesty. It's ridiculous. Um, I've also seen a lot of good during this pandemic. Patients that came in today, they were hurting, they were appreciative that I was in there. I I put on a mask and gloves for the first time ever, and none of them had that on, which I was surprised, but I'm, I feel like as a provider, I'm trying to, you know, I, I want to be careful for them and for me, part of me, to be honest with you, I don't want to go out there and risk myself, I'm going home for the second time today, I went home for lunch earlier, and I'm going to take my, go take my shoes off in the garage and go immediately up and throw my clothes in the washing machine and put my jammies on and shower up before I see my family. I'm reluctant to kiss them and hug them and stuff. I mean, we are because we just the love is so strong, but never would want to hurt anybody close to me. And that includes my patients who are an extended family. Uh, I'm thinking of all these folks. What else? I stopped by the Mennonite Market today, and I got a, a bunch of meat and got some baking powder. Lily and I, yesterday, 
we made, over the past couple of days, we made a shitload of bread, man. We made a bread in a crock pot, gigantic loaf size of a, a basketball. Um, and it was delicious, dense, nutritious. I had a little bit of di- diarrhea, not diarrhea, but a little bit of a funky stool. I think I ate too much bread. But uh, it was delicious, and I kept eating away. So I'm going to have some of that for dinner now. Lil and I making bread. Everybody today seemed kind of flipping out while we were, uh, while I came home for lunch. Lily was bored out of her mind. Mandy was on the phone talking to fellow educators and administrators. So she was tense. She's trying to get work done, trying to help other people. There's a pile of dishes in the sink. I mean, it looked like we're not getting up until... Lord, nine ten o'clock and getting going. I mean, they were still in their pajamas. Son with bedhead. He hasn't had a haircut. Needs one. Reluctant to let me do it. We'll see how long that lasts. I'll cut that shit. Just like in, back in the barracks, no problem. So these are all first world problems. This is nothing. I heard a, listen to a podcast, a Joe Rogan podcast with Andy Stout. He's a SEAL, and he was talking about how, you know, this is how a lot of people in the third world, they live all the time. They got to cut their own hair. They got to take what they can get with their food. You know, they can't afford it all. They got shitty health care, shitty infrastructure, bad politicians. This is very common uh, across the world in certain places. We're just so fucking spoiled over here that it's really throwing America for a loop and the West. And I'm sure everywhere, nobody is comfortable in this sort of situation. But the SEAL was talking about, you know, being, hardening up, adapting, which we all will do. It's important to do. And really prioritize and think about the things that that are most important in our lives. Yeah, you know, we can't be sweating small shit at this point. Every little thing can't throw us off our game. And it's interesting how that's already occurred because right now I would probably be talking about, um, I don't know, how my day is, or actually I, I would be just about finishing up for my Monday night, getting the day sheet out, etc., etc., doing all my finishing up my shit at the office, thinking about some stuff that really doesn't matter that much. Maybe I'd be complaining about politicians or some new policy or lack thereof, or maybe I'd be talking about the next wood carving I want to do. But now we're talking about surviving and adapting to this environment and being able to move on and looking, watching, observing how this affects people in our society. Right now, there's minimal cars on the road. A lot of cars in driveways. A lot of lights down low. It's springtime. And the sun came out tonight just as I was leaving the office. Although the rivulets and the torrent, in fact, is on this relatively steep road that I'm going down. There's this country road around my community. I'm driving slow on because I want to finish this podcast. 
there are, is a torrent of uh, water rushing down the sides of the road from the rains that happened all day today. And the creek is high. And there's not a whole lot of activity. Flowers are pushing up out of the ground. I don't know what those are. Tulips or whatever that first flower is. They're coming up abundantly and buds are coming up. Here's some forsythias on my left. And a bunch of, you know, all the weeds and plants that you can see them sprouting out of the earth. They're just keeping on going. I mean, they're, they're experiencing spring. They're in the throes of it. They're growing. They're thriving. And this human creature keeps driving by, panicking. There's something in the air with another species. But these critters, these, uh, these other life forms are probably under various attacks by everything. By us, by getting, getting run over by cars, getting sprayed on with uh, pesticides or weed killer or drought or flood or whatever. This is life, man. This is the sun. Look at all these flowers along this road. Creek running high. Animals out in the fields. Green onions coming up out of the ground. Smell of the sun baking the earth. Winter is over. But it's a different type of winter that is upon us right now. And we have to keep our freaking chins up, bathing our faces in the sunlight, but not too much. And we have to stick together. And we have to make smart decisions and, and try to keep it all together. To maintain our humanity in the face of all this. And I see, I do see a lot of that. I've, been, I've said thank you and, and been more complimentary to my my students, my co-workers, I've been more, I mean, I'm always willing to help, but I've been seeking opportunities to help just to, in any possible way, to reach out to people and show them that they're not alone and that I care and that I'm, will, I'm wanting and willing to help. And and be part of the solution to this mess. But every day it's something new. Tomorrow I'm teaching, but I'm teaching remotely, so I'm off. I'll be home with the family and trying to get through another day and another hour and another week. A little bit of increments of progress and defiance in the face of the uh, Corone Ranger. I got some good, uh, in closing, I got some great guests that I'm going to put on this podcast and I need you to hold me to it. If you're somebody who's listening, then you're probably, uh, I've already asked several quality individuals if they would be willing to, uh, to talk with me on this. They're not squeamish, they're not shy. It's just a matter of getting some time where we can spend a half hour or an hour talking. And I guess we might as well talk about uh, this current event because it's, it's what's on the, the tip of the tongue. 
it's the hottest conversation going and how it affects our lives and how we're going to win in the end. But people are fucking awesome, man. I got some great, real smart, funny individuals that I want to share with you and uh, probably start with my buddy Rosie, who two weeks from now, we were we had a, a, our trip to Utah scheduled. We're going to be hiking around. Got a friggin' pack all filled with all kinds of camping gear that would have been for that purpose, not to make sure that I can survive in suburbia. So I'll let you go. Stay motivated, my friends. Talk to you soon.